Hello and welcome to the Holistically Hope with Rachel Pontillo show. I am your host, Rachel Pontillo, and today I have an amazing and extremely fascinating guest, Sarah Thomas. I had the opportunity to meet Sarah and learn from her at the Mid-Atlantic Women's Herbal Conference just this past fall, and I was completely blown away by how she taught gemstone medicine. Now, I've been into gemstones since I was like 10 years old. It's really one of my earliest passions. And to hear it taught the way Sarah teaches it and also to see how we can apply it to our health and wellness and our skincare is something that especially fascinated me and I know it's gonna fascinate you too. So I just wanna tell you a little bit about Sarah. She is a licensed acupuncturist and owns Clarity Acupuncture in Asheville, North Carolina. And she is also the developer of North Carolina's first studies in mineral healing program at the Appalachia School of Holistic Herbalism. Sarah is a wonderful educator and she teaches nationally at Earth and Herbal Conferences is similar to the one that I met her at. She also holds yearly intensives and also rock hounding trips for the public in the ancient Blue Ridge Mountains. Her Tao is to assist the dissemination of the vast knowledge and uncharted potentials of healing with stones. So please join me and welcome Sarah Thomas. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Rachel. Thank you for inviting me on your show. Well, it's my pleasure. When I took your class at the Mid-Atlantic Women's Herbal Conference, I was completely just in my element. But the way you taught, uh, I think it was the gemstone, the, the gemstone power course of yours that I took. The way you taught it, I was, I was just mesmerized and I knew that I wanted to share what you teach and how you teach with my audience. So I'm just really grateful to have you on the show. And we're gonna talk about one of my favorite subjects today, which is gemstones. Anyone who has taken my Create Your Skincare course knows that I love stones. Um, I always have them around me. I have my, I, I like to kind of cradle my product in a little bed of stones before I give it to a client, give it that energy. And I also use gem, gemstone essences in some of my products too. So um, I'm a big believer in using gemstones to enhance beauty and also enhance how you feel about beauty and how you feel about yourself. But I want to ask you, so my understanding of crystals and gemstones was that it always, it works kind of on an energetic level for people. Um, I think a lot of people are associating associated with space clearing and maybe dreaming um, and they have their crystal grids and their altars and stuff like that to kind of improve the energy of their space. But what I found fascinating that you taught was that you said that certain stones actually act as adaptogens. And that kind of blew my mind because that's something that I know herbs can do. But you said I, Jasper which these palm stones I got from you, and uh, I, I love them. I, I hold them all the time. You said that these actually act as adaptogens, and I would love to know how that works. Yes. Well, first of all, jaspers are one of the only stones on the planet that actually contain real spheres in the stone. So you don't see a perfect circle in many other stones. So there's a little bit of a clue there of like a nice cycle of energy moving in the stone of like perfection. Mm -hmm. And think about adaptogens, which raise our threshold for stress so that we can um, like what was what was stressful to us before is now a little bit less stressful. This is a kidney affinity. So this is this is this has to do with the kidney. You guys know, like 
anything that's adaptogenic goes to the kidney and the adrenals. And ocean jaspers work on that level of the kidney. And they're also quartz. They're silicates. So anything with quartz in it regulates. So it's able to turn the volume up or down on something. And in this case, it's really able to go into the energy body, the kidney energy body, and regulate the constitution to um, really readapt. It's about readapting to what was stressful. And a lot of people need this. Mm. So, and the stones work very physically as well. So I'm happy to talk about that whenever you want to. Yes. So let's, why don't we, um, before we segue into that, you know, I, I want to, I always like to ask my guests and I want to ask you particularly how you got into gemstones and crystals, because I know that, I mean, we met at an herbal conference, but you work with gems in a way that many herbalists work with herbs. And I found that fascinating, but you also teach with more of an ancient philosophy. Um, you draw from Taoism, if I'm not mistaken. If you want to just give a little background of how you got there and why you do what you do, I think that would be excellent. Okay. So without going into like every possible parallel dimension and lifetime that I've had, I'm from all over the place. I think a lot of us don't just have roots here on earth, but like going way back, I have a connection to Andromeda hmm. and the Andromeda galaxy has, um, this whole way of working with stones and crystals and metals that's really specific. And part of my mission here is to kind of bring back this crystal technology into this galaxy. And in, in many also other lifetimes and dimensions, I've been a Chinese medicine practitioner. So the heart of what I do really comes from this Taoist lineage called the Jade Purity Lineage. And we have access to this lineage again of Taoist knowledge because of a very special man, an 88th generation Taoist priest named Jeffrey Yuan, who is teaching us now what is in the ancient Materia Medicas about stones and crystals. Now, there are not many bodies of knowledge on stones and crystals that have like ancient texts referring to them. So if you think about that, like where else can you get an ancient cosmology of stone medicine? And we have that through him. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, it, I, it blows my mind. I mean, I, I believe in multiple dimensions. I believe in multiple lifetimes. I myself have been around for quite some time. And uh, my audience doesn't always hear me talk about stuff like this. But you guys know I'm a little bit woo. So a lot of bit woo. So you guys are cool. But um, it, it really does um, spark my interest because I've been drawn recently to reading a lot about different Codex is how our our um, mitochondria, our chromosomes, are programmed with this crystalline structure, and there's this wisdom from ancient civilizations that's programmed in it that it's trying to come back out, and more people are being called to this work, and there's more kind of mystic channelings happening throughout several people who are writing these books, and um, a lot of that information has to do with, they constantly refer to crystalline structure, crystalline structure of the DNA and encoding the DNA in this crystalline structure with this information. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of feeling a parallel between what you're saying with these sacred texts and these, this cosmology of the stones um, kind of crossing over into this territory also and kind of also feeling that calling that it's time for this ancient information to come because I, I feel like in our society, in our world today, it, we need some help. Yeah, Rachel, you're so on it because this 88 generation Dallas priest who's finally revealing out of his family lineage what these stones can do, 
this is holographic of us remembering what we have already stored in our DNA, what we already know. So we, we come into this life knowing, for example, how to use every stone. We have this in our body. Our body is made of the earth. But then at certain points of our life, we get triggered or activated and we remember again what we already know. Mm. Yeah. And stones work on the layer of the DNA. That's where they work the best at that deep, deep layer. Okay, so can you explain a little bit more about that now? Because I think that's the perfect segue to kind of talk about how the stones work on the body physically in addition to energetically. And of course, we can say that, you know, the physical and the energetic, they're all frequencies, they're all the same, it's all the same stuff. But for those of us who are listening who, you know, that, that's kind of a tricky concept, um, how does this all work? I'm, I'm like grasping my my jasper. <laughs> exactly. And that's how you use the ocean jasper, by the way, is just hold one in each hand for like 20 minutes. Um, and back to your question, just making it really simple. We just break the mind, body, spirit down into three layers. And the first layer is a very superficial layer. It's the layer that where we could like catch a cold or get food poisoning or just not feel good for a couple of days. And then there's this middle layer where we have things like um, menstrual irregularity or diet issues or sleep issues. So these are things that would maybe last for a few months, not just a few days. And then we have this really deep layer of who we are. And this is our past life, our Akashic record, our soul, the part of us that has lived all the lifetimes. This is associated with the DNA, dreams, symbols, um, everything that's going on everything that we picked up from our ancestors, our constitution. So stones work at all three of these levels. They just work better at this deep, deep layer. Whereas plants kind of work better at these layers. Like if I had a cold, I would take herbs. I wouldn't take stones. All those stones work, but it's like finding the right tool for the job. That makes sense. It does. So these stones, okay, you said are best to hold in the palms for about 20 minutes. And I'm sure that many of our listeners have been to a spa and maybe had stones placed along the chakras, stones in the room. Are there certain stones that have specific ways that they're meant to be used or can they all be used in various ways? There is, for any stone you can think of, there are pages of text on how to use them from these ancient Taoist priests, like pages of text. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there is... There's really specific ways to use them, but you'll see that as you evolve with using the stone medicine, that it, it becomes complete intuition and your own relationship with them forms. Because sometimes one stone can work for something one day and then work for something else another day. Because these are living beings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love looking at stones as living beings and also keepers of so much wisdom because they've been around a lot longer than we have consciously. It's funny, I... Um, my husband and I, because of course my 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 gemstone habit is is not the least expensive of expensive of all of my hobbies. So my husband's like, you keep buying these stones. I'm like, I I love them. I, I they're like my friends, and you know they have so much wisdom. They've been around since the beginning of time. And then he's like, well, so have you, because you're made of all the same stuff. And I'm like, oh, you got me there. But which he did get me there. But consciously in this body, in this life, I feel like the stones have more of that wisdom, whereas it might take a human a lot more meditation, a lot longer to access that wisdom. So would you say that the stones are kind of a way to facilitate that process for people? 
Yes, again, you are speaking things, you know a lot. So all that it takes is to sit down with a stone and you just sit with it. Mm -hmm. You will be surprised how fast you can pull information out of that stone. It will teach you about yourself, about what it does. It's for, for most people at this point in our consciousness, it's five minutes with a stone. And the stones have so much stored in them that you could have one stone and, and, and extract information out of it for your entire lifetime. That is just, that, again, it's, it's mind-blowing stuff. So I had one more question for you specifically about a stone that I got from you. Because at your class, um, you talked, the one um, with the power, the gemstone powers, it was really how to um, protect yourself from other people's energy, but also raise your own energy using stones. And fluorite was one that you said, you know, everybody just must have because it's like a vacuum the structure-wise is like a vacuum for other people's energy so that if you've been around a lot of gossipy moms somewhere or you're around, a, you're at a holiday party and there's a lot of family drama, this would be a perfect stone to help clear you of that energy from those other people and not let it get you down. So I have tried unsuccessfully I think about five times now to explain it to other people the way you explained it to me. So if you would explain how this beautiful fluorite stone helps to clear us of other people's bad juju, that would be amazing. And, and also, even though this is a beautiful turquoise blue color, fluorite comes in just about every color. Am I correct about that? Yes, it is. It comes in every color and you can use any color of fluorite for this clearing work. Yeah. So Fluoride is just such a gift to us from our earth because it does clear and clean us. And you can always, so it's, it's good for women to hold fluoride in their right hand and just let it suck off anything that's not you. And men do well holding it in their left hand and just let it suck off anything that's not you. And the way that it does that, um, it's pretty explainable through the periodic table of the elements. So there's a, fluoride is made of a calcium atom so, which is very stable. Calcium is very stable and complex. So it's like a little fat little leprechaun that you can't like move or budge. And then, but the leprechaun's holding these two vacuums of fluorine. So it's like, it, it branches off with these two fluorine atoms. And fluorine is the most electronegative element on the periodic table, which means that it is, has all these missing electrons in its outer shell. So it's looking to bond with anything. So it's very um, desperate, like it would date anybody. <laughs> So it, it can bond and clear in anything. So we have the stability of this calcium, which is kind of holding on to you. So you're not going to lose anything that's really yours. But then these two vacuums just start to pull out, like literally physically pull stuff out of you that's not yours. So it's happening physically and energetically. I just made a little connection to skincare with that when you were just speaking. When we're talking about, you know, the, the, desperate, the desperate single um, <laughs> negative charge, that's reminding me of free radicals. Mm -hmm. which are unpaired electrons, which are highly unstable and are constantly searching to repair yeah. and therefore producing more free radicals. That's something in skincare and also in aging that we talk a lot about is helping to neutralize free radicals. Um, there are spin traps, which are ingredients that actually scavenge free radicals. They hunt them down and they neutralize them before they can cause damage. Antioxidants, that's part of their job is to... Um, prevent pre-radicals through, through preventing oxidation. And um, I feel like this could be a way on this 
deeper energetic level that we could also kind of aid that work from happening. Exactly. This like, is why here's your guy who's gonna here, here's your leprechaun who's gonna go pair up with all those yeah. all those free radicals so that they don't bother you. Yeah, to chelate, to bind it out of the system. And this is why fluorine is probably the biggest cancer stone in Chinese medicine. Wow. So what other stones would you say would be a very strong ally for women who have skin issues to have in their collection? Great question. So one really wonderful go-to is Apache Tears, Mm. which is a form of obsidian. Have you seen that? It's almost like these little black pebbles with the white. It's like almost like there's a white dust on them. Yeah. And I'm going to try to find a picture to post with the blog post that goes along with this interview. So anybody who's listening but not watching can go on to rachelpontillo.com and see what we're talking about here. Um, I think I have one, but if not, I'm going to find one. But tell me more. Patchy tears. It is known for its ability to clear the skin. So Mm. what people do is they will just have like a bowl with water in it by their sink and they'll have a patchy tears in that water. And you don't have to make it complicated. You don't have to be like, well, how many and how much water? It's just make it easy. And then in the morning, kind of the first thing you do is just rinse your face with that Apache Tears water, which is not water anymore. It is Apache Tears elixir. Right. So people doing that, I've had people do that for like have skin outbreaks all the time or skin issues and do that for about a month and they go away. So that's something everybody who is struggling with a skin issue can try. Get your hands on some of this material, these Apache Tears And um, you don't have to do anything fancy with it. Just let the stone do its work. Let it sit and become an elixir and use that first thing in the morning. That is a fantastic tip. Now, I know um, you do provide some stones. Are there other places that people should be looking to get stones that maybe are more energetically sound than others? I know that it's easy to get them polished in lots on Amazon or eBay, but sometimes a stone's kind of been through a lot before it gets to you. So how, how do you suggest shopping for stones? And when you get your stones, I, I always clear mine with sage um, or with kyanite. Is there, is there another way that you recommend people prepare the stones before they use them? Yes. Um, so for shopping for stones, so first understand that it is easier than you think to go rock hounding. You just have <laughs> oh, to I go- know. Google in your area. Yeah, exactly. Like look up in your area. Where, where are the mineral deposits in your area? Like, are there places in the woods that you can hike into and search for stones? Because if you can pull something right out of the earth, you'll have this beautiful connection with it and it's clean and it's not hurting anything to just like, you know, hand collect on the earth. It's 1111 right now, as I say that. Make a wish. It wants to gift us with this. Absolutely. Yes. If you don't want to go rock hunting yourself, uh, I mean, I would make a relationship with my local stores and see which ones feel the best. And if you don't have local rock stores, I really don't feel like eBay and Etsy are bad. What I do is I, I check into those sites if I need something like right away or something. And I just use my intuition. Like, does this site feel good? And, you know, sometimes they'll say, like, we give half of our proceeds to animal welfare mm-hmm. or something. And then I'm in, you know, so just follow what you feel. And then often I'll buy something small at first just to see if it's like, the right quality. And then if, if I like them, I'll just like create a relationship with them. Excellent. And I just want to share, you know, the way I choose stones, um, when I'm in a store or if I see something in nature, if I feel my own vibrations turn on in the presence of a stone, that's how I know it has to be mine. 
like when I was at your table at the herb conference, I mean, how many times did I come back? I mean, you, you were busy because everybody flocked to your table after your classes, but I came back probably like four or five times and they all, they're all beautiful. They're all gorgeous. So it, it's like, how do you pick? For me, I kind of just hover and the ones that I keep getting drawn back to repeatedly, even if it's not one that I find the most beautiful on the table, if it's one that constantly catches my attention or makes my, I always say it makes my Reiki turn on. <laughs> if, if I feel the tingling in my hands before I even touch it and I keep looking at it, that's how I know it has to be mine. That's how a Lemurian came into my possession. That's how, um, and I shouldn't say possession. I've heard from a, another teacher that we're the guardians of the stones. We're not, we don't own them. We're just, we're, we're keeping them and we're, protecting them for our time here. And then when it's time to, for them to move on to somebody else, they move on to somebody else. But um, that's how I, I came to have a very special Lemurian, which I then had made into a beautiful piece of jewelry. This, um, I have a rainbow. Oh, can you see that? I have a yeah. rainbow Labradorite wow. and copper necklace. And this also has some titanium Druzy on it that um, I wasn't even shopping that day. I was walking down the street and I passed a shop that I had never been in. And I just, I got pulled right into that shop by this stone and it left with me five minutes later. That's so cool. Yeah. So I, I just want people to, again, learn to trust your intuition. I'm not saying go impulse shopping for everything, but if you find yourself constantly called to a stone, whether you keep looking it up online, or you happen to be shopping, or you, you're at a show, just trust it and take it. Find a way to have it come home with you because it really, I, I have gemstones in every room of my house. I sleep with them under my pillow. My kids each have their own collections that they've started. It really makes such a difference. Okay, so for clearing and cleaning? Yes. I will give you one really simple thing because this is a complex subject, but let's look at it very simply. Any stone that you get can be cleared and recharged one night buried in the earth. So if you dig like a little hole in your yard when you get something and just let it sleep overnight with the earth and ask the earth to just clear it of anything. I mean, it's like it wants to be back with its mother. Mm. Ask the earth to clear it and then get it out the next day and it will be clear. I love that. I love that. I've heard... I've heard, you know, put it out in the sun, put it out in the full moon. And then I, I feel like, like what you're saying, all of this stuff is really simple. And, and a lot of it is guided by our own intuition. I know that many of us don't trust our intuition. And I feel like women especially are being called back to trusting their own intuition and really stepping into that. But because of this kind of inherent distrust that many of us are dealing with of our own intuition and wh where we're getting that knowledge, I feel like we overcomplicate things. So yes, it can be a complicated topic, like you said, and I'm sure that there are different methods that work, but I love that. Just bury it in the earth, say a little prayer, set an intention, and you can't get much more simple than that. Yes, this is how you know it is right when it is simple. Mm. Ooh, that is wise. See, is. I tend I tend to overcomplicate things, and I'm constantly telling myself, "Got to simplify this. Got to simplify this." And for me, whenever something has come simply, I've, that's always what I trust the most. If it seems too hard, or if it requires too much doing or tweaking, then for me, I usually 
step away from it. So that's very excellent advice. Yeah. And women have a birthright to this medicine. I mean, women, you understand stone medicine, just own it. Stop doubting. I love that. Okay. So where can people go to get more information? You have a website, you have some classes available online. Mm -hmm. Tell us more. Okay. I do teach online and I teach at conferences and stuff, but it's easy to find out more about learning by going to claritystonemedicine.com. That's my website. There's online classes and we do workshops and everything. So if you love stones, come play. Claritystonemedicine.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Before we sign off, I just wanted to ask if there was any final thoughts that you wanted to share with our audience today. I'll I'll just tell you that what's going to happen in the next 10 years is that stone medicine is going to be a very crucial part of every kind of holistic medicine, every kind of earth conference. So those of you who are using it now are ahead of the curve. So watch what happens. Sarah, thank you so much for doing what you do and for sharing with us today. Thanks, Rachel. It's fun to talk about stones with you. Awesome. We'll have to do it again sometime. Thank you so much for joining me today. And of course, a huge thank you to my very special guest, Sarah Thomas of ClarityStoneMedicine.com. Be sure you go over to her website and check out the amazing online classes that she offers there. And also find her on Instagram at ClarityStoneMedicine. If you like this video, and I hope you did, I hope you will share it and give it a like. And of course, subscribe to my iTunes and YouTube channels. And come on over to the blog at rachelpontillo.com and be sure to leave a comment and also that is where you can see the beautiful pictures of the stones that we talked about in today's interview. So thank you so much for watching. I will be back again soon with another interview and I wish you a beautiful day.